And welcome back to the Core to Three podcast. This is your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my awesome, lovely, beautiful, incredibly gifted wife, Lisa. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. I'm sure there's a lot more that I can say about you. I'm glad to do this podcast with you. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? It is fun. I missed it last week. Yes. Yeah, when we missed it last week, I was all had a lot going on. We've had a lot going on, but there was, you know, I mean, I turned 51, so, and wanted to celebrate that with, you know, a little gun shooting. Yes. So we did, ah, not we, ah, got to do that last weekend and uh, got in a little bit late for us to record Mm -hmm. and publish and... I was like, well, I'll just do it by myself. Well, you I, told me you would. Yeah. You said, I got it, Lisa. Yeah. And I did. I, I recorded something. But you know what? It wasn't the same. It ain't the same. <laughs> it ain't the same. Talking to yourself. It ain't the same without you. Thanks, hon. I don't want to do this without you. I don't want to do it without you either. Um, I'm just not that interesting. <laughs> but me and you together. We provide a good team. I think we provide a little bit of entertainment for people. I think we do. Mm. So, well, at least I, at least I can provide some entertainment with my flaws and my failures that you pick on. Yeah, that's when it's you're funny. Oh, that's when I'm funny. I'm not funny normally, (laughs) but only in my when we can pick stupidity. When we can pick on you or my my bumbles or fumbles or whatever you want to call them. Anyway. Welcome back, guys. We certainly missed you guys last week, but we're so glad to be back. Got a lot to talk about. Um, but first... But first, we do have... Our question for humans. Questions for humans. Brought to you by the Court of Three Coaching. If you had a personalized license plate, what would it say? Now, you have like a Georgia one, but... I mean, like <clears throat> the letters and the numbers on the plate were personalized. Uh, what would you say? You my, didn't think about it. My, my, well, I think I know what yours would be. <laughs> uh, mine would be gone. 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 Like you're dead. Gone. G-O-N-E. Gone. I don't get it. Uh, I don't either. I just okay, thought this just came to, to mind. <laughs> no, you're supposed gone. to pick something that it has something to do with Okay, you. it's either that, it, that or... That you're dead? Either or that or I would just have it... You're not fast, so you can't... I would that. have it maybe like SBB dog. Oh, you would make it like... I would make it like my email. Your email, your like hashtag. Okay. Yeah, I'd like a, maybe like my. That's what you would want on your tag. Okay, SPD you never dog. had a personalized one. No. Was when you got this Georgia one on mm-hmm. your truck? Was that the first time you had the specialized? That was I think th- that's what those are called. Yeah, they're special tags. Mm-hmm. I've never even had a special tag. Yeah, they're special tags. Mm-hmm. You are that's, special. Uh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, the way I can show I've never my... had a personalized one either. But if I did have one, <laughs> it would say "Eat my dust." Eat my dust. <laughs> How would you spell that? How would it? Because you can't put all those letters on I the know. tag. Maybe like I'd have to think maybe like. E.T. 
Yeah, E T. My D S T. M Y D S T. Yeah. E T M Y D S T. Would there be a letter? I think a you could say E T E A T M Y D S T. No, no letters. No numbers. I mean, no numbers, right? Just all letters. Just all letters. Eat my dust. Or it could be. I think I've seen C. Yeah. Yeah, but where does that one fit in Eat My Dust? Hmm? That one doesn't fit in Eat No, my I'm dust. saying you could do that one. I could do that one, too. See ya. Oh, yeah. See But ya. I like the Eat My Dust better. <laughs> Elizabeth could do that with her middle name. See As ya. Yeah. You could do see oh, ya. That's funny, yeah. Yeah, she may need to do something like that. I, mean, I thought about that. Yes. She did put that on her basketball jersey one time. Ya. Mm-hmm. Right. Here. Mm-hmm. So we have a little bit of an update. Yes, we have quite a, a few a lot things to update. update about. So some of these updates are pretty serious, and some are pretty cool. So uh, <clears throat> so first of all, I turned 51. You did. Last weekend. Over a half a century old. <laughs> I'm over a half a century year old, yeah. yes. I'm 49 years away from 100. I'm just on the downhill. That's good. But I'm gonna make it a good. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll downhill, you know, as best I can. Okay. Deal. Making making the greatest impact I can. Well, I think you did bring it in in a cool way. I did. But right before that, tell about your dad. Yep. So that week before you left on your trip. Yeah. So right before my birthday, Pop had a had a medical scare, a medical event mm-hmm. that. Uh, really kind of shook us all a little bit because we didn't know if it was going to be something uh, that he was going to survive. But mm-hmm. my dad's a tough dude, and um, he's gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. And this one was a close call. Uh, had to have emergency surgery. He was in the hospital for a few days up in Chattanooga, and um, the hospital up there did an amazing job diagnosing what he had pretty quickly and getting him back. Treating it. Uh, to surgery and getting him taken care of and uh so and he's he's now home recovering and resting up and uh and seems to be getting better so that's a good thing mama's probably still a little tired mm-hmm, i'm uh, sure they both are she takes care of him but uh and it's hard being away from him but yeah that mm-hmm. that was pretty um that was pretty scary there. We had a lot of people praying. Yes. Um, and that was really special, too. A lot of comfort. And probably for mm-hmm. me, you know, when that phone call came in, um, uh, I was, it was one of those phone calls where it could be really, like, you can really be scared. Mm-hmm. Or. Mm-hmm. Go into a panic mode. Go, go into a panic mode. But I was at complete peace. Yeah. I was at complete peace. I was there watching was, you. And I there was that. no fear, mm-hmm. no anxiety, no, oh, crud, what am I going to do now? It was like God just, there was a, there was a supernatural strength mm-hmm. and courage, mm-hmm. a peace, what I call, uh, what the scripture calls is a peace that passes all understanding. Mm-hmm. That is what I experienced. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Okay, let's. Uh, we're just gonna wait. We're gonna wait this out. See how things turn out. 
Um, I was able to talk to my dad right before he went went into surgery. He doesn't remember that conversation, but oh, he doesn't. Nope. Uh, okay. But I called Wes, and he was uh, with, it, with him at the time, and he said, "Here, you want to talk to Dad?" I said, "Yeah, let me talk to Dad." So he said uh, he he gave the phone to Pop, and uh, he said, "Hey, Dad, it's Spencer," and puts him on the phone, and Pop goes, "Hey, buddy." <laughs> I love, I love you. you. I love you, son. I heard him. I love you, son. And he doesn't remember it. And I said, I love you, too. You know, and that, I think that was that was important for me to hear. Sure. And, um, because I didn't know if I was going to be able to. Here's voice. I, yes. did, I didn't know if I'd hear yes. him or see him again. Right. Alive. Right. But had he died, uh, my dad would have been more alive mm. at that moment than he ever has been here mm. because of his his faith in the Lord and. And, I, and that's something that also gives me strength and where, you know, the scripture talks about we do not grieve as those without hope. And that's what I was about to go into, what I thought and I was preparing for is a time of grieving. And but I was I would have been grieving with hope because I knew my dad wouldn't have been lost. You know, some people say you lost your father. No, I didn't lose my daddy. I know where um, he is. I know where he is. Are he spending eternity? Yeah. And there was just a lot of peace and courage that, mm-hmm. that I received out of that. So, But then uh, we got through that week and then get to birthday weekend on Saturday. And I spent that up in Rome, Georgia with my good buddy, Justin Sheely, and some new friends that, uh, that I got to meet at this event called the Mogadishu Mile. It was put on by Edgar Mills and uh, and Osprey Shooting Solutions. This was a shooting competition that was in commemoration of Operation Gothic Serpent, which most people will remember or know that particular mission um, from the movie Black Hawk Down. And there was quite a few men who uh, lost their lives during that mission. It was supposed to be a very quick mission, but then turned south south in a hurry. And uh, there was a lot of people uh, that lost their lives that day. And um, but I think in that event, there was also a lot of things that were learned uh, with um, how we do things military wise. Mm -hmm. And uh, Edgar is. Uh, former Green Beret uh, with the Army and um, carries a lot of respect in in that space and in, in that area of, of military service. And he's a decorated guy, uh, incredible marksman, and now he is using his skills and his gifts to train other people uh, mm-hmm. in this, in, in using weapons, um, not just for self-defense, but teaching people how to properly handle a gun. Um, and, and yeah. And, and training them to be uh, strong Americans, strong people. Mm-hmm. And this event was an incredibly challenging event. It was physically challenging. Mm-hmm. It was mentally challenging. Uh, it has it taught me some things. I learned some lessons from there that I'm now applying in my own leadership. 
So it's more than just using a, a gun and things like that, but it was really uh, more about what I can do physically and mentally and and also how I lead other people. And but so there's I'm, some fun in the, Oh, there's definitely some fun. Oh, there's definitely fun. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I got to shoot fun. out of a Humvee. Yes. I got to carry a rescue. Now, that you wasn't fun. Rescue Randy. I, yeah, Rescue Randy. That was hard. You know, the first time I you owned, know. the first time I owned Rescue Randy. Second time, he owned me. He, he owned kicked you. my butt. I came away <laughs> with blood. And he's a dummy. I know. He but, ain't got any life in him. But I came away yeah. bleeding. It, yeah. I think it was when I threw him in the back the, of the Humvee. The and Humvee, I, I don't know if I hit him or if I hit the Humvee. But, yeah, it was it was pretty nasty. Um, but it was a it was I'm a glad great, you had that experience. It really, really was cool. And I'm so thankful for my friend Mike Mundy and Mike's gun room and him um, basically helping to sponsor me on that on that uh, event mm-hmm. and got to meet some really cool people uh, there, made some new friends. One of the other guys that I got to reconnect with is also um, a former Navy SEAL. His name's Corey Anderson and uh, thankful for him. And he, uh, he and I stay in touch now and he coaches me up on some things related to, to guns. So very thankful uh, for that experience. Um, and I'm very thankful for the men who served and who continue to serve in our nation's military. Those guys are incredible athletes. Mm-hmm. They are incredible athletes. They are talented. They are smart. They are, they are fighters. Um, and I'm just, I'm grateful for who they are, what they stand for. And now them being able to take their skill sets and gifts and equip people like me, Mm -hmm. uh, and civilians, um, with, with those types of skills and abilities. So, well, talking about other sports, yeah. It was an exciting Friday night. It was an exciting Friday Under night. Under the lights. I mean, yep. it was in Marietta. Yep. I couldn't be there. Right. So we have, uh, for the Westminster Christian Academy Lions, our eight-man football program, mm-hmm. just getting started this year. Uh, we were off last week, but then we played this past Friday. Uh, we had an away game. We got two. We got one more away game, but we've got this past game. Uh, it was an incredibly exciting football game. It was gritty. <laughs> it was um, very physical. Mm-hmm. And we came from behind. We were down 14 to 8 with about five, less than five minutes to play in the football game. And I don't know what happened, but in 30 seconds, we scored two touchdowns. Wow. And we were back up. Uh, 22 to 14 with about four minutes to play. And we, we held them. They held on. We held uh-huh. on. And we came got, away. We came away, away with a, um, a W. And, uh, but we came away with more than a W. Yeah. We came away with, with a more determined, hmm. gritty um, football program. We came away with character. We came Good. away with kids that, Kids that did not like being hit at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. that would just kind of roll over and whimper a little bit and then kind of pull themselves out of a practice or pull themselves out uh-huh. of a game to now it's like 
Uh, they don't want to miss it. They don't want to miss it. They're like, That's get good. me in the game. I'm ready. They want the action. I'm ready. I'm ready to get in. And there was That's one. Great. There was one kid that we've had uh, playing for us that uh, there was just a, a switch that flipped in him, mm. and we put him in uh, on defense, and he just created such havoc. That's neat to see as a coach to see the growth, the growth in in your athletes. Yes, yes, yes. When they get that confidence or yep. in in abilities or in what you've taught and it's not them, cocky. Or no, no. You, but a confidence in that in the abilities and what they've been equipped with and what they've been shown to like go do it. Y'all believe in them. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. Well, we got some That's smart good. kids. We got some physical yes. kids. We've got some kids that are they're growing mm-hmm. they need to get a little bigger physically and um, get some get some strength to them but i am incredibly proud to be able to have been on the sidelines that's awesome and coach some and coach these kids that's awesome well lizzie is excited because her favorite sport yep. has started started now, back just <clears throat> practicing right now right but um she's quite thrilled to be back on the court and that reminds sneakers. me that reminds me tomorrow uh we have i have after football practice mm-hmm. i gotta go to basketball practice because you know what i get to do no i get because now they have to use a shot clock in basketball oh, yes they've got to learn that well i'm your shot clock operator right right I, so i'm going from the scoreboard operator to the, <laughs> the shot, shot clock operator that's new this year brand yes. new yeah so i've got practice tomorrow at 5 30 kids have to get used to it okay yeah all right i'm glad we brought that up me too somebody's gotta bring me home okay all right you and, also and then also my sabbatical starts tomorrow yes and you know some people you know i, I told some friends of mine that i was going to be on sabbatical mm-hmm. what they say what's wrong Oh, oh no! Th- I think there is a connotation, especially sometimes. Think back when we were growing up. I really only remember pastors or ministry people taking sabbaticals. Right when maybe they were stressed or they Burned had out. some so much had been going on, yep. maybe some huge campaign at church or whatever initiative, mm-hmm. and they needed the time after that to yep. recoup and regroup. I don't. I don't remember it being just a healthy practice Mm-mm. that was put into place that you should always have some time for some sabbatical. Right. So mine's kind of built into my yours job. Yours is built in. You have a three month <laughs> sabbatical every year. It's not three months. Let's. Okay. Let's call it eight weeks. Okay. Let's be truthful. You have okay. an eight week sabbatical every year. But yes. for teachers, Educators, it is earned. Y'all earn that yes. every year. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can do what y'all do. I've tried it. <laughs> yeah. I sucked at it. it I was terrible. <laughs> I look. I, uh, I look like Charles Barkley golf swing. Oh, teaching. Oh, in a classroom. I do not fit in a classroom. That's true. We right. God makes some of us teachers and some of us not. You, he's but, made for the classroom. But anyway, Me, no. The sabbatical. So explain your sabbatical. Well, so the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, we have a policy 
in place. We called our sabbatical policy mm-hmm. that after I think your first five years, you can take your first sabbatical. Then after three years are up after your first sabbatical, yes. you can take a sabbatical every three years. I think that's a great practice. And it's usually a, uh, it, it's considered, from a government standpoint, it's considered um, uh, paid leave, all right, is basically what it is. Yes. And it is an opportunity to rest, to reflect, to spend some time doing some professional development that you may not normally have during the work year. It's an opportunity to hone in your leadership. It's an opportunity to get counsel. It's an opportunity for personal, spiritual, and relational growth is what it's for. So a sabbatical, you know, like you you were talking about, um, it has that negative connotation. Like people are using it at a time where... They're burned out. They're frustrated. They're kind of at their wits end. They're trying to find an answer to whatever. Well, and then my experience has been that when pastors take those sabbaticals, they come back and they resign. Oh, that has happened. Yes. They'll come back and they resign from their jobs. And then the church is like, well, we ain't going to let that person take a sabbatical. Right. You know, the next person that comes in, because we know what's coming. But but that's maybe not, if we but, had this practice, we wouldn't get to that point. Right. Right. Churches, I believe, should have a yeah. sabbatical policy for their for pastors. For their pastors. To yeah. give them. Absolutely. To give them a period of rest. It's biblical. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, when you look at the, when you look at the, uh, the calendar in the Jewish calendar, Saturday is called Shabbat. Mm-hmm. which is part of the Sabbath. Sabbath. Uh, you also have periods of time where the even the land, even the land was given rest, was mm-hmm. given rest yes. so that it could be replenished yes. and, and, and nourished right. so that it could be ready to plant for the Receive next the year. Ne- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if the land itself needs a sabbatical, what makes us think that we don't? You know? And in doing the sabbatical, yeah, th- there should be some accountability in that, which I love even, you know, as a teacher, like we're challenged to read a book. Right. And and come to discussion groups yep. and share what we're learning. And we're challenged to do some continuing education. And So oh, part of my sabbatical, good. part of my sabbatical is I am going to do some professional development with uh, the table group and Patrick Lencioni and uh, become a certified facilitator for the working genius. I am going to work on uh, a book, Mm -hmm. not to read, but to write. You've been writing. I am going to meet with my counselor Mm -hmm. uh, for at least a day. Uh Uh, I'm going to spend some time. He and his wife uh, have built a cottage specifically for things like this. And so I'm going to spend a couple of days at their cottage. Um, There's people that I'm going to meet and get to spend some time with uh, throughout this next month. Uh, Me and the boys are going to go on a backcountry trip to South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, just doing some different things along the way 
to rest, to reflect, uh, and replenish the soul. That's good, hon. So that's what we're going to do. So how about you, Lisa? There, there was a lot in there about me and my family. I had a few things. How about your eyes and what's going on there? Yes. So I did have my follow-up at the retina center here and results were back from genetic testing and not a, um, not a clear answer as far as a specific name for what I have that's going on with my eyes, but a little bit more information than we knew before understanding that it's really just kind of a um, an odd patterned dystrophy that's going on in both of my retinas and um, not a lot of information in the genetic database to compare it to right um, so maybe just not that many people have been tested that have had this we don't know but the good thing that came out of it I think was just hearing a little bit more and that I have a referral now to a doctor at Emory, which I had kind of been doing my own research before going back for my appointment because I wanted to be armed with some information and questions and, you know, even saying, hey, maybe a referral. And my doctor suggested it anyway. And it was to the doctor that I have listened to some podcasts of his and read some of his writings and about him. So... That was pretty cool. Yeah, I was really encouraged by the visit. Mm-hmm. I know it's been kind of scary and a little bit unknown over the last, well, since your last July. appointment in mm-hmm. July. And then you had the genetic testing done. Mm-hmm. And then we had to wait, you know, all these weeks. And then we get the results back. And, you know, we're looking at it and it's practically like a dang novel. <laughs> and In another like, language. In, yeah, scientific <laughs> about, language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that what is clear, what was definitely proven is that what you have is not specifically age-related macular degeneration, but what no. you have is a genetic a inherited mm-hmm. retinal disease. Mm-hmm. And now what we're able to do is connect with a specialist in IRDs mm-hmm. and gene. He was doing. He does gene therapy, right? Yes. Yes. And I have no idea That's what all we're getting into there. Cusp but. of where the medical um, field is going with things with the eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting mm-hmm. next several years to uh, mm-hmm. to to walk through this. So when you talk about so. The pattern dystrophy. Uh-huh. Can you kind of unpack what it is like for you? Do you mean how it, I've been affected yeah. right now? Yeah. Well, it's it, it's hard to explain it, but maybe like there's blur right in the center, your center vision, which is where you try to focus. Yeah. And so it's really hard for me to quickly focus on things. When I look from one, you know, area to something else, up, down, sideways, whatever, it's, I'm much slower to focus. Mm -hmm. I have to sit and wait, um, which that's aggravating. 
Um, what about contrasts, yes, colors? That's hard when there's not a definite contrast. Um, you know, shades on top of sh- shades of the same colors. I can't. I can't make it make that out. I mm-hmm. can't see the definition in it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to see that going from real bright to to dark or the other way, dark to bright. That's hard for my eyes to adjust. Um, low light is very hard for me to see in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to use my light in church. Yeah, you did that. This, <laughs> yeah, you do. I'm sorry. I hope it doesn't bother anybody, but, but until hey. they turn the lights up a little bit. Yeah. I, I need to see my Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. It's just, you know, you adjust. And he said, the doctor said, to have all this going on with both of your eyes, to be so affected, you know, because he was explaining within the retina, my rods and my cones are affected and there's atrophy, you know, and, um, yeah, degeneration in that macula. And he said, for all of that to be going on, you have pretty good eyesight. So it's, that's weird. It is weird. That's weird to say. You got good eyesight, but you're losing your central vision. Yeah. And okay. It, and it, you know, sometimes I might stare and it'll take me a minute. But yeah. But, yeah. Cause sometimes I mean, it's, I, it's hard to recognize people. It is. It's hard for me in a quick, you know, you go in the grocery store and I've just come from outside to uh-huh. inside the grocery store or I'm looking at groceries and I look up to a face. It's hard for me to recognize. Right. Yeah. 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 That, that's one of the things that I've become, I've began to notice more of, you know, when those things happen, I'm becoming more aware and I have to become more aware and more sensitive to things like that, you know, from looking at a menu at a Mexican restaurant, reading it to me. And, right. Cause I can't, cause see you, cause I can't see the they details. They like colors. Right. And oh, yeah. they, they, whoever designed those menus was not. The a, red seems to be a hard one uh-huh. unless it's on white. Yeah. If it's a but black red and on white, black, yeah. and red on brown, I can't see that. Right. That, yeah, and that's, that's crazy to me. That's hard, but I have yeah. to be more aware. Yeah. So, but in doing my own research, I did, you know, I learned about this doctor at Emory and found a podcast for the foundation for blindness and found two blind brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little, we got to get them. We have to at least try to get them on the podcast. We should try. We, we really should, try. should. I've listened to them on other people's podcasts. Yes. Yeah. We need to at mm-hmm. least try to get them on the pot on the podcast. They have a great website and they are affected with an IRD, a specific one called stars guard. Right. And, um, my doctor said that's not, you know, he said he could rule that one mm-hmm. out as what it, that's not. He ruled that one out me. immediately. He did. He did July. that back in July. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's what is affecting these two brothers. And um, it does cause blindness. So they are in a fight to cure blindness and to raise money for research for these um, leading physicians around the world that are working with IRDs, gene therapy, stem cells, whatever, trying to come up with um, 
a cure, with things that can save eyesight, with things that can restore some of the so eyesight. So you had an experience with the two blind brothers yes. and, their, and their shopping so experience. I, I did. I went to their website and it I was a how challenge. Many pe- I wonder how many people would do this. Because um, October... I know it's also breast cancer awareness, right? Uh-huh. But it is also, I mean, there's only 12 months, so I'm sure we have to overlap with a lot we of do. these things that people deal with. But I learned that it is also um, Blindness Awareness Month, yep. October. And so on the website, as soon as you get on the website, it flashed up that it was a challenge for the month of October. And it was, will you shop blind. So instead of going to the store and searching for, I want a t-shirt or I want whatever, a hat, a mug, candle, instead of doing that and looking at all their merchandise that they do sell to raise money, you were challenged and they had incremental amounts of uh, what you could purchase and you had no idea what you were going to get. Nope. And so I did it. And so what did you get? So, yeah, it only took a week or so, I guess. And I got this really cool package. I mean, even their packaging, the packaging was, cool. was pretty cool. It's very cool. And then it tells a little bit about them and even a card in there for you to look up and kind of tells a story behind your mm-hmm. um, items that you received. But um, I received a T-shirt. It's baseball it's style, like three-quarter length. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the name across the back is Blind Brothers and the number two, like jersey number. And then a great pair of socks, a really nice pair. Got of me some socks. Thick socks. Yeah, socks. We like socks. We like socks. <laughs> but um was just a, a neat experience and 100 percent of the proceeds with the shop blind go to fighting Mm -hmm. blindness not to you know um clerical and admin calls and back to their website no and they they have have people supporting them so that they can raise money Mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to shopping uh and now i didn't do the shop blind i'll let you do that one i almost did it but see Uh the difference between me and you what you bought the thirty nine dollar shop blind? You I think did it was thirty nine or forty nine. Yeah, you did thirty nine yeah. deal. Yeah, I would have done the hundred ninety nine deal. Oh, was that the highest one? That was the highest one. Oh yeah, I'd have done the hundred. Yeah, I'm curious what that'll be. I would have done the hundred ninety nine dollar deal. Well, because that one you get the most. Oh my gosh! And well, they said it. I know. They well, said it. I, I know. If you're gonna trust us with one hundred ninety nine dollars. Okay. To shop blind, They'll give we're you gonna some hook you up, stuff. brother. Yes, that's the one I would have done. I don't okay. know why you didn't do it. Got it. You should have done Got it. Got it. You should have done it. You it was fun. Be a little bit more but generous next stay, time. I'll stay in touch with them, and maybe I will next time. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. But I'll be picking my size, not your size. Okay. Female, not male. Right. <laughs> I get it. But I did go on their website and check yeah. out their gear. Yeah. Check out their. And they have nice stuff. They have some nice mm-hmm. stuff. They do. They have mm-hmm. some nice stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to order some. Anyway, all right. So maybe we'll get the two blonde brothers on. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. We can like set it up on the uh the Zoom call or whatever. So that was a lot of updates. A lot of updates. And good grief, that took thirty minutes to do the update. But this kind of goes into segues what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. Walking by faith and not by sight. 
Yes. Walking by faith and not what by sight. What does walking by faith mean? Right. What does walking by faith and not by sight means? And there's a few things that we're going to mention here today, but not only can you apply this individually in your life, but also in your marriage. How can you mm-hmm. in your marriage mm-hmm. walk by faith and not by sight? How can you in your relationships, in your career, in your uh, whatever it is you do, how can you walk by faith and not by sight? So I would start by saying, um, pointing to the scriptures and saying uh, Hebrews chapter 11 is called the faith chapter. Like we have. I call it the hall of faith. I was going to say like in sports or music, you have hall of fames. Well, this is the hall Hall of of faith faith. because it is, it is, it takes you through old Testament um, all the way through to new Testament of those that. Their lives were marked by faith, not that they were perfect, not that they did everything right and always chose what, you know, God would have wanted them, but they were marked by faith. And Hebrews 11 says, you know, that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we're saying, then how do I walk by that when I I don't see and I don't have the sight? How do I walk by faith? Yeah, so on top of that passage of Scripture, in the translation that I normally read uh, in the CSB, it says, Now faith is the reality Mm. of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. And then the writer goes on and says, For by it, or for by By faith, faith, we obtain our ancestors won God's approval. Mm -hmm. A good report. How do you please the? How do you please God? Well, and it says, but without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. by faith we understand that the universe was created. So we go all the way mm-hmm. back to creation. Yes, by the word of God that it was spoken okay. into existence, mm-hmm. so that what is seen, all right, was made from things that are not, not visible. Seen. So we have this faith that is a gift that God gives us. It is a gift. Mm-hmm. And that faith is what we use and what we leverage to please the Lord. And I mm. think some people want to mm. try to please the Lord by doing good things on their own, trying to earn mm-hmm. God's favor and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. You can't do that. It's because, only going to come by faith. Because there, the Bible's very clear. It says there's no one who's good. There's mm-hmm. no one who's righteous. There's no one that uh, that does that. It's it's only a righteousness by faith, and that faith is what we leverage in order to mm-hmm. win God's approval. Um, and it's not like anything we got to go do. It's a belief. So... That was just in that passage of scripture. Mm -hmm. So in talking about walking by faith and not by sight, what does that mean? We just listed a couple things and we said, um, first we should, you know, trust God's heart even when you can't see his hand. So Mm -hmm. you want to expound on that? Yeah. You know, the picture that I like to equate to that or tie into that is, Every cloud has a silver lining. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, clouds, rain clouds, storm clouds, whatever. 
those are those clouds where it can seem hopeless. Life seems dim. It's stormy. Things are going things are going south in a hurry and you feel like God may be against you. All right. There may be those times where you feel like God's just against you. Um, I do think that there are times in our lives where painful situations, God uses those as discipline because he's treating us as sons because uh, fathers, wise fathers, disciplines, Sure, discipline correction and, and, and yeah guidance. there's correction mm-hmm. guidance approve yeah mm-hmm. so you you may be going through that and there may be a time where that's god's hand of correction that is either honing off something that you no longer need uh or it's a rough edge that he's trying to smooth out you know i know for me it was anger uh, that was something that was deep mm-hmm. within me and god has taken things in my life and has tempered me and I think that's an area of my life where it's it is under submission mm-hmm. to the lordship of of mm-hmm. Jesus, and uh, but in this trusting God's heart when you can't see His hand, you know clouds tend to blind us. You know, go back to kind of things what mm-hmm. you talk about mm-hmm. with with your experience. You know, in low light conditions, it's hard for you to see. Mm-hmm. In low light conditions, for for followers or for people uh, in dim situations it's difficult to see and so there's uh, this fear that can be developed in a heart or in a soul and we get paralyzed Um, we have to stop what we're doing and we're stuck well in these moments that's where you have to trust God's heart and his heart is that he loves you. His heart is for you. And he and let's just like Pastor Jason mentioned today in the message uh, at church is that I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. God will not forsake us. No. And that's his character. So right, trusting his heart, it's it's because you you see his character throughout the scriptures from the beginning of time. And even in our own lives, I think we have to stop and be, be intentional to recognize yes, how he's already been faithful. He's not going to leave us now and we have to trust. Right. Mm -hmm. So another one. So we, how do you walk by faith, not by sight? Um, we mentioned trust, trust God's heart when you can't see his hand. But another one is focus. You br- unpack that a little bit. So I said focus, you know, not on your circumstances or um, the things around you, what's going on, but your focus has to be on Jesus. And scripture there is fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And I was reading some about Brian Dickinson. And it's been uh, just a couple years back that he was um, making his climb up Everest. And with his Sherpa, he was... Who's Brian Dickinson? uh, I'm telling the story. Oh, okay. He's 
I don't know him personally, but I've been reading about him. Oh. I was doing a devotion. Oh, he's in a, a devotion. Book. Okay. Yes, and there's a book that he's written, and um, but I was reading about him, and I got there and doing my research on blindness. Anyway, sorry, he's going up Everest. He's almost to the summit, and his Sherpa, who is the guide, okay, mm-hmm. that goes with you, he. Becomes very ill and he has to leave Brian and go back to camp. And Brian is then faced with this. Do I go back down? I'm so close. Mm -hmm. I'm just a couple hundred feet from the summit of Mount Everest, the highest point in the world. And this is what he's trained for. He's lived for this. He's wanted to do this. And he decides I'm going I'm going for it. And so he heads on up to the summit. He makes the summit. What he was explaining is that's called the death zone because of the altitude and the oxygen levels there. And you are not able to survive very long in the death zone. And so he says you really can't, you know, maybe here we we hike our mountains and we sit and we take it all in. We spread a blanket have a picnic, whatever, watch the sun go down. You can't do that on Everest. He said, I I got to take just a couple of photos, a selfie. He said, I called back down to base camp and said, I have made the summit and I'm going to head back down. And he said, maybe five steps in coming back down, descending the mountain, he was hit with snow blindness. I didn't know what that was, but I could figure it out. And he explained that the intense sunlight, the rays are so intense up there at that altitude. And the snow and the ice is so white and it's the sun's rays are reflecting um, that he was struck with blindness. Now, you say, why wasn't he prepared? Well, they do have goggles with layers of lenses, protective lenses, but his had been damaged on the way up and he had lost one of the layers of protection um, and just didn't realize how much that would matter. But um, about five steps in, he's in the snow blindness and he's got to go down Everest by himself and he said what took him uh, what should have taken him only a couple of hours took him over seven hours and he said I had to focus and he says I know that sounds weird I'm blind I don't have any sight but I had to focus Mm -hmm. and he said what he was meaning is even without that earthly sight His focus was in his mind of, I know what I have to do. He dropped to his knees. He knew there was a rope that was tethered. He was tethered to, he could crawl and follow the rope so long. He knew certain places and what he would have to do. He had to retrace his steps backwards from where he had just ascended. So I just, I really like that picture of focus coming from a guy that, was blind at the moment and yes he did his eyesight did return it so he said it took him a couple of months for full eyesight to return um from that uh happening on everest but i just love that that you know in our lives 
that we have to maintain a focus and so many things can blind us, you know, that are thrown across our path, whether it's Satan or just life and circumstances or things we bring upon ourselves that we continually have to readjust and come back to Christ and that faith in him. That's an absolute miracle that he made it down alive. I know. I mean, you're talking about a 29,000 foot descent. Yes. By and, yourself. And, solo, blind descent. That's and, what. And it's not just yeah, your, it's me. not your typical hiking trail. No. I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about. One slip crevices. and he was gone. We're talking about crevices yeah. in the and ice. And no one would be coming and looking for him. No. I mean, you're talking about You'd crevices in the before. ice that you've mm-hmm. got to have a ladder in which mm-hmm. you've got to cross over. Yes. With your spiked shoes, yes. boots, mm-hmm. and those crevices are hundreds of feet. He talked about that. I want his book. Mm-hmm. Deep. Yes. I mean, there's, an, and he did it blind. Right. The mental focus is what you're talking about. Yes. And in, and in this, you know, yes. in our context, we talk about not just mental focus, but also the spiritual piece. Yes. But that took an incredible amount of fortitude, mm-hmm. patience, presence mm-hmm. he was deliberate with every move he was. made and he said the two things that got him off of that mountain was his faith yep. and his focus yeah faith and focus that's faith and focus that's an incredible mm-hmm. story and that goes into you know we're talking about focus we also wrote down in walking by faith and not by sight we got to pay attention yeah this this comes from first timothy mm-hmm. In chapter one, where Paul is writing this letter to Timothy. Timothy is a young pastor in Ephesus. Paul is his basically his his mentor, his spiritual father. And Timothy is is a young leader. He's a young pastor. And he is in a he's in a world where doesn't probably fully accept the things that he's teaching and believing. And there's a lot of untruth that exists in that existed in Ephesus, much like what we experience today. Yes. There's a lot of untruth, a lot of untruth out there mm-hmm. that, that exists out there today. People that are truth trying with to, a little bit of lies. It's still a lie. Untruth. Yeah. That's right. And one of the things that, um, that Paul tells Timothy, and I think that the, the, the mentoring that Paul gives to Timothy in what we're going to mention here specifically goes to how to walk by faith and not by sight. So number one is that you brought it up in paying attention. Mm -hmm. All right. Paying attention to what you are hearing Mm -hmm. and to listen up for fruitless discussion. Make sure that what you're hearing and reading is in alignment with the truth of God's word. And if it is not, then it's fruitless conversation and you don't need to engage in that fruitless conversation. So when you are uh, getting counsel from somebody, mm-hmm. make sure you're getting counsel. That's based on truth, not opinions. Yes. Make sure you're getting good sound teaching from followers of Jesus. Christian counselors, mm-hmm. uh, 
make sure that you are getting sound teaching in your church. There's a lot of churches that are teaching not right doctrine. There's a lot of there are churches out there that don't fully believe the Bible. There are churches that exist that believe that the Bible can contain error. Uh, that's not good, people. So you need to pay attention to what is being taught. And not only do we need to pay attention to what's being taught, but our pastors need to pay attention to what they're teaching so that what what our pastors teach is truth. And it is something that points directly back to uh, the Scripture. In other words, they're exposing the Scripture, not uh, just isolating certain parts of the Scripture to make it say something that they want it to say. We need to make sure that the Scripture is spoken in the right context, Mm -hmm. not out of context. So we got to pay attention. That means you have to do your own personal Bible study. you got to know the Word, get engaged with it, so that you can filter out what is fruitless discussion. Yes. And when you do find you're in a fruitless uh, conversation, just get out of it. Just like come up with an excuse like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom or something, you know, and go do something else. Get away from that conversation. We're talking about, you know, in our marriages. So we have to be careful what we're allowing in, what we're taking in as husbands and wives. Mm -hmm. So pay attention. The other the other part to what Tim, what Paul told Timothy was to uh, be patient. Um, because here's the thing you and I have received mercy so that Jesus can demonstrate his extraordinary patience through you to others who will believe in him. So patience is a critical, critical part of who we are as faith walkers. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. We have to be patient because it's Jesus's extraordinary patience that is being demonstrated. Not my patience. Not your patience. Mm -mm. It's Jesus's patience. And the scriptures call it extraordinary. I don't have the patience of Jesus. But Jesus has the patience of Jesus. And I am merely to be a person who has received mercy that stands as a demonstration of his extraordinary patience in me and through me so that others will see it and will believe. Hmm. Isn't that really cool? That is good. Maybe that's why faith you know, it's hard for some people because they want it maybe now, maybe they want it's now. that patience piece of it that, yeah, that he's, they want it now. he's doing a good work, but it's in his time. It's in his time. Yeah. And his plan. you have to practice patience and the best way to practice patience, slow down, It's mm, good. eliminate the hurry from your life. Tell your children, no. Yeah. It's freeing. Tell your children, no. It's, it's okay. okay to tell they your will, kids. They will survive. That they will survive. They will. As long as they have food and water and a place to lay their they head. Will. You know what? Your kids will survive. Mm-hmm. They'll be okay. It's okay to tell other people no. Mm-hmm. It's okay to disappoint people. 
Oh, I just went there. What? You did. It's lessons we've learned. It is lessons we've learned. Mm -hmm. So eliminate the hurry and let God's patience work through you you. Mm -hmm. and in you. I like it. So that you can be a picture of God's grace and mercy to other people. I like it. Now to wrap up. Yes. Walking by faith and not by sight. Walking by faith and not by sight requires a fight. It does. A fight. You have to fight against Mm -hmm. evil. There is evil in this world. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yeah, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities Mm -hmm. and the darknesses uh, of this dark world. world. Mm -hmm. So we have to fight the good fight of faith. Well, how do you fight? Well, you fight... With what weapons God has given us. You fight with the shield of faith. You fight with the sword of the spirit, which is the Bible. You fight with prayer. You fight mm-hmm. with the belt of truth. You fight with the sandals of peace. You fight uh, with the helmet of salvation. salvation. You fight with those things and you engage in the battle there. And you just keep following your commander in chief, who's Jesus. Mm. That's how you fight the good fight of faith. And you do not give up. You stay in the game. You stay focused. You stay fixed. You stay patient. You uh, you stay um, in a place where you are trusting God's heart, hmm. and not when you when you can't see His hands. That's good. So stay in the game. Stay in the fight. Fight walk the good by fight faith. faith. Walk by faith, and not by sight. Well, that's it for today. Man, we've gone right about in an hour, which is a little bit longer than we've normally gone. But uh, we are so thankful to be back uh, with you. If there's anything that Lisa or I can do for you, uh, please reach out to us on our uh, Instagram, uh, the Court of Three, uh, or on our email at thecourtofthree at gmail.com. We'll have those in the show notes for you as well. But we are very, very grateful uh, for you, our listeners, and for how you pray for us and how uh, we get to encourage and pray for you. Yes, thank you for listening. And if this has encouraged you, given you some things to think about, please share it with someone else um, that it, it may do the same for them. We love you. We are grateful for you. And we do want to remind you that two are always better than one. And, and a quarter of three strands is not easily broken. Have a good week.